Welcome to Threeper Fighter Radio. I am your host, The Nobody, and I am here to bring you various truths that you may or may not know. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion. Yesterday I ended on Protocol 5, and today I am going to start at Protocol number 6. So, take a seat, calm your mind, prepare your mind to accept what is about to be read to you, and then share this valuable knowledge with everybody you know. Share it with your family, your friends, your wife, your husband, whoever you can get this to. Because this, um, these documents, these top secret documents are written by the Illuminati themselves. By these elites that, that we have never seen. But they are the ones that are playing everybody. They are the ones that are running this entire world. This government here in America, they are running everything and they are completely um, using us and they are on their way to destroy us because that is because that is what they want. They view us as cattle, as if you as you heard on the first episode of this, um, they talk about us. They mention they when they mention us, they say cattle. And then when they say Jews, that means Illuminati. And it was a way to trick just in case this did get out to the public. They could fool people and they didn't know what. It'd be harder for them to realize who they're, who and what they were talking about, right? So, this again was um, I am I have the very first edition of the 1991 publication of Behold a Pale Horse that is done that was done by Bill Cooper, and they killed Bill Cooper for exposing so many of their secrets. Um, and this man had was a very brave man. He had the courage to do this for 18 years of his life. He spent exposing this um, these elites, and they finally uh, killed him. So I want to continue with Bill's legacy to continue, so it does not, so he did not die in vain, and that this knowledge will continue to pass down to um, the people. Okay, so here we go. We shall soon begin to establish huge monopolies, reservoirs of colossal riches, upon which even large fortunes of the goyim, and again, goyim is cattle, will depend to such an extent that they will go to the bottom together with the credit of the states on the day after the political smash. You gentlemen here present who are economists. You gentlemen here present who are economists. Just strike an estimate of the significance of this combination. In every possible way, we must develop the significance of our super-government by representing it as the protector and benefactor of all those who voluntarily submit to us. The aristocracy of the Goyim, cattle, as a political force, is dead. We, we need not take into an account. But as landed proprietors, they can still be harmful to us from the fact that they are self-sufficing in the resources upon which they live. It is essential, therefore, for us, at whatever cost, to deprive them of their land. This object will be the best attained by increasing the burdens upon landed property. In loading lands with debts, these measures will check landholding and keep it in a state of humble and unconditional submission. Now, when I stop right there and I, I see that, I that comes to mind is property taxes, things like this. Right, or you buy a piece of land and... Sometimes um, you can't build. You have to have permits to build things on your own land that you bought. But technically, land is never yours. 
completely. The government is always going to own your land. I mean, you're always going to have to pay property tax, and I believe that's somewhat what they were talking about um, in loading lands with debts. The aristocrats of the Goyim cattle being hereditarily incapable of contenting themselves with little will rapidly burn up and fizzle out. At the same time, we must intensively patronize trade and industry, but first and foremost, speculation, the part played by which is to provide a counterpoise to industry. The absence of speculative industry will multiply capital in private hands and will serve to restore agriculture by freeing the land from indebtedness to the land banks. What we want is that industry should drain off from the land both labor and capital and by means of speculation transfer into our hands all the money of the world and thereby throw all the cattle into the ranks of the proliterate. Then the cattle will bow down before us if for no other reason but to get the right to exist. To complete the ruin of the industry of the Goyim cattle, we shall bring to the assistance of speculation the luxury which we have developed among the Goyim cattle, that greedy demand for luxury which is swallowing up everything. We shall raise the rate of wages, which, however, will not bring any advantage to the workers, for at the same time we shall produce a rise in prices of the first necessities of life, alleging that it arises from the decline of agriculture and cattle breeding. We shall further undermine artfully and deeply sources of production by accustom accustoming the workers to anarchy and to drunkenness and side by side therewith taking all measure to extirpate from the face of the earth all the educated forces of the cattle in order that the true meaning of things may not strike the goyim cattle before the proper time we shall mask it under an alleged ordinate desire or ordent desire to serve the working classes and the great principles of political economy about which our economic theories are carrying on in energetic propaganda. Wow, pause right there and sorry for my reading. These some some of these parts are pretty blurred. The words are kind of smashed together. But that is clearly what we see going on today, is it not? Everything, that last ch uh, chapter right there was amazing. It is exactly what, they're, what is going on today. And they're creating, they're saying right here in this document, they are creating an energetic propaganda. What do we see all over the media? Because they control the media, right? Propaganda left and right. We cannot escape this propaganda. And it is a political economy, absolutely. All right, this is protocol number seven. That was protocol number six. The intensification of armaments, the increase of police forces. Hold up right there. Again, they've been weaponizing the police. And I am seeing, I know at least where I live, um, I am seeing more and more police every single month. They are everywhere. And if we look at what, they're no longer peacekeepers. They are, I mean, they're, you know, they're starting to bully people around. That's for sure. And the, the thing is that these police don't even know their part, their pawns in the game. They have no idea. Some of them, a lot of them join because they really want to make a difference in, in fighting crime. But they, by the time um, they realize that they are just pawns in a game, it's too late. And they have to play along. 
So it says the intensification of armaments, the increase of police forces, are all essential for the completion of the aforementioned plans. What we have to get at what we have to get at is that there should be in all the states of the world, besides ourselves, only the masses of the proliterate, a few millionaires devoted to our interests, police and soldiers. Throughout all Europe, and by means of relations with Europe, in other continents also, we must create ferments, discords, and hostility. Therein, we gain a double advantage. In the first place, we keep in check all countries, for they will know that we have the power whenever we like to create disorders or to restore order. All these countries are accustomed to see in us an indispensable force of cohesion. In the second place, by our intrigues, we shall tangle up all the threads which we have stretched into the cabinets of all states by means of politics, by economic treaties, or loan obligations. In order to succeed in this, we must use great cunning and penetration during negotiations and agreements. But as regards what is called the official language, we shall keep to the opposite tactics and assume the mask of honesty and compliancy. In this way, the peoples and governments of the cattle, whom we have taught to look only at the outside of whatever we present to their notice, will still continue to accept us as the benefactors and saviors of the human race. I tell you, these people are sick, are they not? We must be in a position to respond to every act of opposition by war with the neighbors of that country which dares to oppose us. But if these neighbors should also venture to stand collectively together against us, then we must offer resistance by a universal war. The principal factor of success in the political is the secrecy of its undertaking. The word should not agree with the deeds of the diplomat. We must, again, I'm going to read that. Okay, it says, the word should not agree with the deeds of the diplomat. So they're liars. They, I mean, we see that in, in politics and these presidents, what, I mean, it, they're all a bunch of liars, and you cannot trust them. We must compel the governments of the Goyim cattle to take action in the direction favored by our widely conceived plan, already approaching the desired consummation, by what we shall represent as public opinion, secretly prompted by us through the means of that so-called great power, the press, which with a few exceptions that may be disregarded, is already entirely in our hands. In a word, to sum up our system of keeping the governments of the Goyim in Europe in check, we shall show our strength to one of them by terrorist attempts, and to all, if we allow the possibility of a general rising against us, we shall respond with the guns of America or China or Japan. We must arm ourselves with all the weapons which our opponents mightily employ against us. We must search out in the very finest shades of expression and the knotty points of the lexicon, lexicon of law justification for those cases where we shall have to pronounce judgments that might appear abnormally audacious and unjust. For it is important that these resolutions should be set forth in expressions that shall seem to be the most exalted moral principles cast into legal form. That sounds, I mean, definitely like our uh, court system today, does it not? Our, our 
directorate must surround itself with all these forces of civilization among which it will have to work. It will surround itself with publicists, practical jurists, administrators, diplomats, and finally, with persons prepared by a special super-educational training in our special schools. These persons will have cognizance of all the secrets of the social structure. They will know all the languages that can be made up by the political alphabets and words. They will be made acquainted with the whole underside of human nature, with all its sensitive chords on which they will have to play. These chords are the cast of mind of the goyim, cattle, their tendencies, shortcomings, vices, and qualities, the, particula the, the particularities of classes and conditions. Needless to say that the talented assistants of authority, of whom I speak, will be taken not from among the goyim, who are accustomed to perform their administrative work without giving themselves the trouble to think what its aim is and never consider what it is needed for, the administrators of the goyim sign papers without reading them, and they serve either for mercenary reasons or for ambition. You know, that right there, folks, is amazing. You know, how many people every day go to their job, whatever that may be, and they're, you know, they're filing these papers, but they, that's true, they don't really, I mean, how much of it do you really read? Or does it become repetitive and you just stamp put away, stamp, put away, or whatever job it is, you're just, most people are just doing it because it's a paycheck, but they have no idea why they're doing it. And this is why most Americans, I mean, I would definitely say most Americans are miserable. They they do not, are not happy with their life like they should be because they're working dead-end jobs day-to-day, -day, and it's just so repetitive. And they And then they say, we shall surround our government with the whole world of economists. That is the reason why economic sciences, from the principal subject of the teaching given to the Jews, again, watch how it sounds, that is the reason why economic sciences, from the principal subject of the teaching given to the Illuminati, around us again will be a whole constellation of bankers, industrialists, capitalists, and... Get this bad boy around. And sorry, one second, guys. Alright, so this is capitalists and the main thing, millionaires, because in substance everything will be settled by the question of figures. So by money, right? For a time, until there will no longer be any risk in entrusting responsible posts in our states to our brother Illuminati, we shall put them in the hands of persons whose past and reputation are such that between them and the people lies an abyss. Persons who, in case of disobedience to our instructions, must face criminal charges or disappear. This in order to make them defend our interest to their last gasp. I'd say that's a lot of blackmail, too, in our government, right? In applying, this is Protocol 9, in applying our principles, let attention be paid to the character of the people in whose country you live and act. A general, identical application of them, until such time as the people shall have been re-educated to our pattern, cannot have success. But by approaching their application cautiously, you will see 
that not a decade will pass before the most stubborn character will change, and we shall add a new people to the ranks of those already subdued by us. The words of the liberal, which are in effect the words of our Masonic watchword, namely, liberty, equality, fraternity, will, when we come into our kingdom, be changed by us into words no longer of a watchword, but only an expression of idealism, namely, into the right of liberty, the duty of equality, the ideal of brotherhood. That is how we shall put it. And so we shall catch the bull by the horns. De facto, we have already wiped out every kind of rule except your, our own. Although, de jure, there still remain a good many of them. Nowadays, if any states raise a protest against us, it is only pro forma, at our discretion, and by our discretion. For their anti-Semitism is indispensable to us for the management of our lesser brethren. I will not enter into further explanations, for this matter has formed the subject of repeated discussions amongst us. For us, there are no checks to limit the range of our activity. Our super-government subsists in extra-legal conditions which are described in the accepted terminology by the energetic and forcible word, dictatorship. I am in a position to tell you, with a clear conscience, that at the proper time, we, the lawgivers, shall execute judgment and sentence. We shall slay and we shall spare. We, as head of all of our troops, are mounted on the steed of the leader. We rule by force of will, because in our hands are the fragments of a once powerful party, now vanquished by us, and the weapons in our hands are limitless ambitions, burning greediness, merciless vengeance, hatreds, and malice. It is from us that the all-engulfing terror proceeds. We have in our service persons of all opinions, of all doctrines, res uh, restorating monarchists, demagogists, socialists, communists, and utopian dreamers of every kind. We have harnessed them all to the task. Each one of them, on his own account, is boring away at the last remnants of authority, is striving to overthrow all established form of order. By these acts, all states are in torture. They exhort to tranquility, are ready to sacrifice everything for peace. But we will not give them peace until they openly acknowledge our international super-government and with submiss submissiveness. So, folks, what you are hearing right now that is the coming of the Antichrist. And like I've said before, these people are Satan worshippers. And when they say God, when they talk about God, they are talking about Satan because that is their God, the little G. And so when you see right here where it says, by these acts, all states are in torture. They exhort to tranquility and are ready to sacrifice everything for peace. But we will not give them peace until they openly acknowledge our international super government and with submissiveness. That is, I can guarantee you, the mark of the beast is coming. And that is what they are talking about. When the Antichrist makes his appearance and requests that everybody in the world bows down to him. And if you do not bow down and take the mark, the mark of a man, 666, you will not, you cannot buy, sell, or trade. This is a spiritual battle, my friends. A very, very deep spiritual battle. We need to prepare our hearts for what's coming. We need to prepare physically for what's coming. And we need to, more than ever, 
pray, get on our knees and pray to the living God, Yahweh. Pray to Jesus, because that is our only hope. That is our only hope to have any chance of stopping this thing. Back to reading. The people have raised a howl about the necessity of settling the question of socialism by way of an international agreement. Division into fractional parties has given them into our hands. For in order to carry on a contested struggle, one must have money, and the money is all in our hands. We have reason to apprehend a union between the clear-sighted force of the Goy, the Goy kings on their thrones, and the blind force of the Goy mobs. So that's, that's us. But we have taken all the needful measure against any such possibility. Between the one and the other force, we have erected a bulwark in the shape of a mutual terror between them. In this way, the blind force of the people remains our support, and we, and we only, shall provide them with a leader, and of course, direct them along the road that leads to our goal. So again, every president that has ever been is uh, put there by their hand. Even Trump. This is all just this is all just part of the game, my friends. Do not buy into this Trump MAGA junk, because it's not going to lead anywhere. In order that the hand of the blind mob may not free itself from our guiding hand, we must every now and then enter into close communion with it, if not actually in person. At any rate, through uh, through some of the most trusty of our brethren. When we are acknowledged as the only authority, we shall discuss with the people personally on the marketplaces, and we shall instruct them on questions of the political in such wise as may turn them in the direction that suits us. Who is going to verify what is taught in the village schools? But what an envoy, what an envoy of the government or a king on his throne himself may say cannot but become immediately known to the whole state, for it will spread abroad by the voice of the people. In order not to annihilate the institutions of the cattle before the <clears throat> sorry before it is time, we have touched them with craft and delicacy, and have taken hold of the ends of the springs which move their mechanism. These springs lay in a strict but just sense of order. We have replaced them by the chaotic license of liberalism. We have got our hands into the administration of the law, into the conduct of elections, into the press, into liberty of the person, but principally into education and training as being the cornerstones of a free existence. We have fooled, bemused, and corrupted the youth of the cattle by rearing them in principles and theories which are known to us to be false, although it is by us that they have been inoculated. Well, wow. inculated. Wow. Right there. That says it, I mean, literally in just that little tiny paragraph, it said it all. I'm going to read that again. Okay. We have got our hands into the administration of the law, into the conduct of elections, into the press, which is also the media, into liberty of the person, but principally into education and training as being the cornerstones of a free existence. So all these things that we were taught as children is a lie, and it's ex we have been manipulated and dictated the entire time. That's why we have to renew our minds. We cannot believe anything 
that we are told any longer. And they all, and they go on to say this. We have fooled, bemused, and corrupted the youth of the cattle by rearing them in principles and theories which are known to us to be false, although it is by us that they have been inculated. Wow. There we go. Again, state-ran education system, right? Uh, college, all that. It, it's just a bunch of garbage. And they go on to say this. Above the existing laws without substantially altering them, and by merely twisting them into contradictions of interpretations, we have erected something grandoise in the way of results. These results found expression first in the fact that the interpretations masked the laws. The laws. Afterwards, they entirely hid them from the eyes of the governments, owing to the impossibility of making anything out of the tangled web of legislation. This is the origin of the theory of course of arbitration. You may say the goyim, cattle, will rise upon us, arms in hand, if they guess what is going on before the time comes. But in the West we have against this a maneuver of such appalling terror that the very stoutest hearts quail. The undergrounds, metropolitans, those subterranean corridors which before the time comes will be driven under all the capitals and from whence those capitals will be blown into the air with all their organizations and archives. So that is showing there is hundreds of underground secret military bases. These bases, that they have these tools that can, I mean, create entire underground cities. And that was another thing Bill Cooper started exposing. He started exposing these underground cities. And when I say cities, they are cities complete with apartments and houses and streets and grass and all these things. Everything that they would need to survive. So if it is necessary, and this, I, I pray to God that this doesn't happen, but I would not put it past them. Uh, nuclear warfare because they don't care they can go underground they do not clearly they do not care about us so it is I would not put it past them to bomb the hell out of us if it comes down to it so we need to play our cards very very um, safely okay protocol number 10 today I begin with a repetition of what I said before and I beg you to bear in mind that governments and peoples are content in the political with outside appearances. And how indeed are the goyim to perceive the underlying meaning of things when their representatives give the best of their energies to enjoin themselves? For our, po for our policy, it is of the greatest importance to take cognizance of this detail. It will be of assistance to us when we come to consider the division of authority, freedom of speech, of the press, of religion, faith, of the law of association, of equality before the law, of the inviolability uh, of property, inviolability of property, of the dwelling, of taxation, the idea con of concealed taxes, of the reflex force of the laws. All these questions are such as ought not to be touched upon directly and openly before the people. In case where it is indispensable to touch upon them, they must not be categorically named. It must merely be declared without detailed exposure that the principles of contemporary law are acknowledged by us. The reason of keeping silence in this respect 
is that by not naming a principle, we leave ourselves freedom of action to drop this or that out of it without attracting notice. If they were all categorically named, they would all appear to have been already given. The mob cherishes a special affection and respect for the genius of political power and accepts all their deeds of violence with the, admir with the admiring response, Rascal rascally. Well, yes, it is rascally, but it's clever. A trick, if you like, but how craftily played, how magnificently done, what impudent audacity. We count upon attracting all nations to the task of erecting the new fundamental structure, the project for which has been drawn up by us. This is why, before everything, it is indispensable for us to arm ourselves and to store up in ourselves that absolutely reckless audacity and irresistible might of the spirit, which in the person of our active workers will break down all hindrances on our way. When we have accomplished our coup, Deata, we shall say then to the various peoples, Everything has gone terribly badly. All have been worn out with sufferings. We are destroying the, cause, the causes of your torment, nationalities, frontiers, differences of coinages. You are at liberty, of course, to pronounce sentence upon us, but can it possibly be a just one if it is confirmed by you before you make any trial of what we are offering you? Then will the mob exalt us and bear us up in their hands in a unanimous triumph of hopes and expectations, voting, which we have made the instrument which will set us on the throne of the world by teaching even the very smallest units of members of the human race to vote by means of meetings and agreements by groups, will then have served its purpose and will play its part, then for the last time by a unanim unanimity, uni unanimity of desire to make close acquaintance with us before condemning us. To secure this, we must have everybody vote without distinction of classes and qualifications in order to establish an absolute majority, which cannot be got from the educated propri uh, my goodness, propertied, <laughs> all right, whatever. In this way, by inoculating in all a sense of self-importance, we shall destroy among the cattle the importance of the family and its educational value and remove the possibility of individual minds splitting off. For the mob, handled by us, will not let them come to the front nor even give them a hearing. It is accustomed to listen to us only who pay it for obedience and attention. In this way, we shall create a blind, mighty force which will never be in a position to move in any direction without the guidance of our agents set at its head by us as leaders of the mob. The people will submit to this regime because it will know that upon these leaders will depend its earnings, gratifications, and receipt of all kinds of benefits. Okay, so that one alone, I mean, you people, you are seeing firsthand everything that... Uh, is in this document is already coming true. It's been going on, and they are they are that much closer to um, they are that much closer to to the end, and it is not going to be good. And again, they're they're already uh, Biden ex signed an executive order 
uh, for digital currency to take effect. And I guarantee by the end of 2023 or mid-2024, digital currency will be the new thing. Okay, so back to the reading. A scheme of government should come ready-made from one brain because it will never be clinched firmly if it is allowed to be split into fractional parts in the minds of many. It is allowable, therefore, for us to have cognizance of the scheme of action, but not to discuss it lest we disturb its artfulness, the interdependence of its component parts, the practical force of the secret meaning of each clause, to discuss and make alterations in a labor of this kind by means of numerous votings is to impress upon it the stamp of all radicanations and misunderstandings which have failed to penetrate the depth and nexus of its plottings. We want our schemes to be forcible and suitably concocted. Therefore, we ought not to fling the work of genius of our guide to the fangs of the mob or even of a select company. These schemes will not turn existing institutions upside down just yet. They will only affect changes in their economy and consequently in the whole combined movement of their progress, which will thus be directed along the paths laid down in our schemes. Under various names, there exists in all countries approximately one and the same thing, representation, ministry, senate, state council, legislate, legislature, and executive corps. I need not explain to you the mechanism of the relation of these institutions to one another, because you are aware, aware of all that. Only take note of the fact that each of the above-named institutions corresponds to some important function of the state. And I would beg you to remark that the word important I apply not to the institution but to the function. Consequently, it is not the institutions which are important but their functions. These institutions have divided up among themselves all the functions of government, administrative, legislative, executive. Wherefore, they have come to operate as do the organs in the human body. If we injure one part in the machinery of state, the state falls sick, like a human body, and will die. Interesting. I'm going to read that again. If we injure one part in the machinery of state, the state falls sick, like a human body, and will die. When we introduced into the state organism the poison of liberalism, its whole political complexion underwent a change. See that right there? It is definitely a poison. I can agree with him on that. States have been seized with a mortal illness, blood poisoning. All that remains is to await the end of their death, agony. Liberalism produced constitutional states, which took the place of what was the only safeguard of the cattle, namely despotism. And a constitution, as you well know, is nothing else but a school of discords, misunderstandings, quarrels, disagreements, fruitless party agitations, party whims, in a word, a school of everything that serves to destroy the personality of state activity. The tribune of the talkiers has no less effectively than the press condemned the rulers to inactivity and importance and impotence and thereby rendered them useless and superflous, for which reason, indeed, they have been in many countries deposed. 
Then it was that the era of republics became possible of realization. And then it was that we replaced the ruler by a caricature of a government, by a president taken from the mob, from the midst of our puppet creatures, our slaves. That, I mean, that blows my mind. I've, I've read this multiple times and that always gets me. And I want to explain on that. When they say, then it was that the era of republics, they created the public, they, they created their liberalism, they, <clears throat> they created it all. And it was, I mean, it's all for one reason. So neither of them are good. The republic is no good. The liberalism is no good. And then they say, and then it was that we replaced the ruler by a caricature of a government, by a president taken from the mob. So... We are the mob, right? A president picked by we the people, but not really. Our votes, they picked that president. And then it says, from the midst of our puppet creatures, our slaves. So let me tell you this. The president is a slave as well. They are just puppets. And I've always said that as long as I can remember. The puppets are the presidents. They are just slaves. The politicians are just slaves to this great, great evil. And they are being manipulated and dictated as well. And they are being threatened if they do not do the job for these satanic elites. Then it goes on to say this. This was the foundation of the mine which we have laid under the Goy people, which is cattle people. I should rather say under the Goy peoples. In the near future, we shall establish the responsibility of presidents. By that time, we shall be in a position to disregard forms in carrying through matters for which our personal puppet will be responsible. What do we care if the ranks of those striving for power should be thinned, if there should arise a deadlock from the impossibility of finding presidents, a deadlock which will finally disorganize the country? And another thing, what I see is, um, you know, the Constitution, they're, they're so smart. The Constitution, yes, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of biblical principles in there. But the way they created it for a whole other reason, it wasn't to give us that true freedom. It's hard to explain, but they're, they've created the Constitution. Yes, it sounds like an amazing thing. And yes, um, but they created it knowing that it would cause chaos and dissension. Like right now, what is what is going on in politics? The fighting there the fighting so hard to keep our supposed rights right we are we are all fighting so hard to keep the first second third fourth all the amendments the constitution we are it, it's going to cause a civil war so ultimately these the way they've used these rights is to pit it against us and it's actually working very well because now, because of the Constitution, we are going into a civil war. And it is not going to be good. So we really need to pray. We need to seek God's wisdom and discernment because we are the only way we're going to see through these things that they're doing, these evils, um, is with God's wisdom and the Holy Spirit within us. That's why a lot of the world cannot see what's going on. Even if it's right in front of their, their face, they cannot see what's going on because they don't have God's Holy Spirit within them. Back to reading. In order that our scheme may produce this result, we shall arrange elections in favor of such presidents as have in their past some dark undiscovered stain, some Panama or other 
Then they will be trustworthy agents for the accomplishment of our plans out of fear of revelations and from the natural desire of everyone who has attained power, namely, the retention of privileges, advantages, and honor connected with the office of president. The Chamber of Deputies will provide cover for, will protect, will elect the president, but we shall take from it the right to propose new or make changes in existing laws, for this right will be given by us to the responsible president, a puppet in our hands. Naturally, the authority of the president will then become a target for every possible form of attack, but we shall provide him with the means of self-defense and the right of an appeal to the people. For the decision of the people over the heads of their representatives, that is to say, in appeal to that same blind slave of ours, the majority of the mob. Independently of this, we shall invest the president with the right of declaring a state of war. We shall... Okay, so... And that's, again, we see with um, the president has the sole power to claim martial law, right? And and the president alone can declare a state of war all by himself. He doesn't need any permission from anybody. It says, we shall justify this last right on the ground that the president as chief of the whole army of the country must have it at his disposal in case of need for the defiance of the new Republican Constitution. In, sorry, in case of need for the defense of the new Republican Constitution, the right to defend which will belong to him as the responsible representative of this Constitution. It is easy to understand that in these conditions the key of the shrine will lie in our hands, and no one outside of ourselves will any longer direct the force of legislation. Besides this, we shall with the introduction of the new Republican Constitution, take from the Chamber of Right of in, in, interpre, Interpolation on government measures on the pretext of preserving political secrecy, and further, we shall by the new Constitution reduce the number of representatives to a minimum, thereby proportionately reducing political passions and the passion for politics. If, however, they should which is hardly to be expected, burst into flame, even in this minimum. We shall nullify them by a stirring appeal and a reference to the majority of the whole people. Upon the president will depend the appointment of presidents and vice presidents of the chamber and the senate. Instead of constant sessions of parliaments, we should reduce their sittings to a few months. Moreover, the president, as chief of the executive power, will have the right to summon and dissolve parliament and in the latter case in the latter case to prolong the time for the appointment of a new parliamentary assembly but in order that the consequences of all these acts which in substance are illegal should not prematurely for our plans fall upon the responsibility established by us of the president we shall instigate ministers and other officials of the higher administration about the president to evade his dispositions by taking measures of their own, for doing which they will be made the scapegoats in his place. This part we especially recommend to be given to be played by the Senate, the Council of State, or the Council of Ministers, but not to an individual official. The president will, at our discretion, 
interpret the sense of such of the existing laws as admit of various interpretation. He will further annual them when we indicate to him the necessity to do so. Anulim. Okay, so besides this, he will have the right to propose temporary laws and even new departures in the government, constitutional working, the pretext both for the one and other being the requirements for the supreme welfare of the state. So what we're reading here is the Constitution is completely bogus. It was created by them, and it was created to cause eventual chaos like we are seeing now. It's it's. I mean, these people are so amazingly smart. None of smart. None of us could even compare to what they're thinking. And I'll tell you why. Because these people are controlled by Satan. Again, they are demons. That's the best way to describe them. Okay, now it goes on to say, By such measures we shall obtain the power of destroying little by little, step by step, all that at the out... All that at the outset when we enter on our rights. We are compelled to introduce into the constitutions of states to prepare for the transition to an imperceptible abolition, abolition of every kind of constitution. And then the time is, the time is come to turn every form of government into our despotism. Which we are about to see that shortly. And again, it says, the recognition of our des despot may also come before the destruction of the Constitution. Again, I'm going to read that. The recognition of our despot may also come before the destruction of the Constitution. The moment for this recognition will come when the peoples, utterly wearied by the irregularities and incompetence, a matter which we shall arrange for of their rulers, will clamor. Away with them and give us one king over all the earth who will unite us and annihilate the causes of discords, frontiers, nationalities, religions, state debts, who will give us peace and quiet, which we cannot find under our rulers and representatives. That is talking about the coming of the Antichrist, the one world leader. This is why they uh, did not want you to know this, folks, and so I hope that whoever's listening to this, I... Hope and pray that you share this to your family, to your friends. Make everyone aware. And again, by me continuing this, I am risking my own life sharing this knowledge and passing it on. This is exactly why Bill Cooper was killed. And I am putting my life in the same danger as he is by continuing to push this to the people. So I pray that the seeds are planted, and it is up to you to do with it what you will. Now it goes on to say, But you yourselves perfectly well know that to produce the possibility of the expression of such wishes by all the nations, it is indispensable to trouble in all countries the people's relations with their governments so as to utterly exhaust humanity with dissension, hatred, struggle, envy, and even by the use of torture, by starvation, by the inoculation of diseases, by want, so that the cattle see no other issue than to take refuge in our complete sovereignty in money and in all else. People, what you just heard is, look at, by the, they're going to, they, they are creating these things, the COVID, the vaccines, by the, by the inoculation of diseases. And if you look at 
all the diseases that we have today are caused by vaccines as children, cancer, autoimmune diseases, um, diabetes. Okay, all these are caused by their vaccines. HIV, autism. This is all done by their hands. And this RC, the CIA is known for torturing people. There's documents out there that I've seen that, I mean, it is, they have tried to hide it very well, but they are sick people. They torture so many people. And by starvation, well, I'll tell you, look at all the third world countries out there that are starving. People are so malnourished. Okay. We don't think anything of it because we're in the United States of America. But I'll tell you what, there is a famine coming. There is a famine coming to our nation. So prepare. Stock up on beans and rice. Stock up on all the food that you can. Dry goods. Get non-GMO heirloom seeds so you can be ready to plant your own gardens. Because I promise you, it is coming. And from my sources that have told me the same thing, it is coming. Be prepared because we are going to enter into a famine, a worldwide famine. It's already going on in other parts of the country. Okay, we need to wake up. We are not immune to this. It is almost time for them to bring upon these plagues to America. Now it goes on to say, but if we give the nations of the world a breathing space, the moment we long for is hardly likely ever to arrive. So again, that shows us they are not going to let up. They are, gonna, they are going for our throats now, and we see it. They are not going to let up, because if they let up for a second, that is when we have a chance, but they are not going to let up. Now it goes on to uh, protocol number 11. The state council has been, as it were, the emphatic expression of the authority of the ruler. It will be, as the show, part of the legislative corpse, what may be called the editorial committee of the laws and decrees of the ruler. This, then, is the program of the new constitution. We shall make law, right, and justice in the guise of proposals to the legislative corps, by decrees of the president under the guise of general regulations, of orders of the Senate and of the resolutions of the state council in the guise of minist uh, ministerial orders. And in case a suitable occasion should arise in the form of a revolution in the state, Having established approximately the modus agendia, uh, the modus agendi, we will occupy ourselves with details of those combinations by which we have still to complete the revolution in the course of the machinery of state in the direction already indicated. By these combinations, I mean the freedom of the press, the right of association, freedom of conscience, the voting principle, and many and many another that must disappear forever from the memory of man or undergo a radical alteration the day after the promulgation of the new constitution. It is only at that moment that we shall be able to at once announce all our orders, for afterwards every noticeable alteration will be dangerous for the following reasons. If this alteration be brought in with harsh severity and in a sense of severity and limitations, it may lead to a feeling of despair caused by fear of new alterations in the same direction. If, on the other hand, it be brought in in a sense of further indulgences, it will be said that we have recognized our own wrongdoing, and this will destroy the prestige of the infallibility of our authority. 
or else it will be said that we have become alarmed and are compelled to show a yielding disposition, for which we shall get no thanks, because it will be supposed to be compulsory. Both the one and the other are injurious to the prestige of the new constitution. What we want is that from the first moment of its promulgation, while the peoples of the world are still stunned by the accomplished fact of the revolution, still in a condition of terror and uncertainty, they should recognize once for all that we are so strong, so inexpungible, so superabundantly filled with power, that in no case shall we take any account of them, and so far from paying any attention to their opinions or wishes, we are ready and able to crush with irresistible power all expression or manifestation thereof at every moment and in every place, that we have seized at once everything we wanted, and shall in no case divide our power within them, with them. Then in fear and trembling they will close their eyes to everything, and be content to await what will be the end of it all. The cattle are a flock of sheep, and we are their wolves, and you know what happens when the wolves get a hold of the flock. There is another reason also why they will close their eyes, for we shall keep promising them to give back all the liberties we have taken away as soon as we have quelled the enemies of peace and tamed all parties. It is not worth while to say anything about how long a time they will be kept waiting for this return of their liberties. For what purpose, then, have we invented this whole policy and instituted it into the minds of the cattle, without giving them any chance to examine its underlying meaning? For what, indeed, if not in order to obtain in a roundabout way what is for our scattered tribe unattainable by the direct road? It is this which has served as the basis for our organization of secret masonry, which is not known to and aims which are not even so much as suspected by. These cattle, attracted by us into the show army of Masonic lodges, in order to throw dust in the eyes of their fellows. God has granted to us, his chosen people, the gift of the dispension, and in this which appears in all eyes to be our weakness, has come forth all our strength, which has now brought us to the threshold of sovereignty, over all the world. There now remains not much more of us to build up upon the foundation we have laid. Wow. So I'm going to end there for tonight. If you have to, I would recommend rewinding, replaying, and listen to this until it soaks into your mind because I know some of it uh, on certain parts is kind of hard to understand, but if you replay it, I promise it'll make it'll start to make more sense. And that right there, the last part, when it says it uh, it is this which has served as the basis for our organization of secret masonry, which is not known to, and aims which are not even so much as suspected by these cattle, that's us, attracted by us into the show that's in quotations, army of Masonic lodges in order to throw dust in the eyes of their fellows. And again, when they said the other, the other reading I, I did, it, they talked about that they created the um, Gentile Masonry, like all these lodges here. We, so in the U.S., that's considered the Gentile Masonry. So I know there's there may be some Freemasons uh, listening to this and saying, well, Freemasonry is nothing like that. Well, it's because you're you are blinded to it. They 
you're, you're not a real true Mason. You're just a distraction. These lodges here in America are just the distraction. And these Masons that I've had conversations with uh, these supposed Freemasons, and I try to tell them that, you know, a true Mason worships Satan and that you are actually, uh, when you get high, high into the ranks, and, and obviously not in America, but when you are up there with the elites, you are, you have to deny Jesus. Put your hand on a Bible and deny Jesus. Okay? These Masons are evil. They sacrifice children. They are Satan worshippers. So these um, Freemasons, these low-level Freemasons that are, you know, these lodges out here, and there's lodges everywhere, they have no idea. They are just puppets as well. So, because the Freemasons, they, they make it seem like it's a good thing that they're for the country, that they're for their communities and things like this, but that's not the fact. I've, I've had many arguments with these Freemasons, and they they are they are swear by it that they are doing good things and that they are not Satan worshippers and that there's Christians in there and but that's just not the case. Again, they are they are being brainwashed themselves. They have no idea that they are being used and that it is just a front for the true masonry. Well, folks, I hope that you will share this. I hope that you got something out of it. And again, I can't stress this enough. We need to pray to the living God, Yahweh. We need to give our souls to him. We need to give our minds to him. And we need to commit our whole selves to his will. We need to pray for Yahweh's will to be done in our lives, to be done in this country. And he says in in Jeremiah that he will heal our lands if we only pray to God. He will heal our land. So we're seeing, we're not seeing enough praying. This is clearly what's going on. The things that God is going to allow this stuff to happen if we don't pray more. He is going to allow the enemy to crush us, to make us very uncomfortable so that it will produce a revival. Okay, this revival can only happen through hard times. We are, we are going to see a revival, but it's going to take some very uncomfortable times ahead to get us to come back to the Father, to get us to come back to our first love. It is going to take a beating. Okay, a massive beating. And we don't want that. So we need to start praying right now for God's mercy and for His grace to be upon all people over the world. Pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel. Pray for our brothers and sisters uh, in different parts of the world and pray for our, our people here in America. And pray for those who have not turned their life over to Christ. Pray that they will turn from their wickedness, turn from their sins. And I pray for everybody's salvation and that God raises up an army of strong men and women to crush the head of the serpent and to cut the head off the snake. God bless you. May God keep you and may God protect you.